Why would you let the facts get in the way of a good terrorism story? Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Russell, Ontario, Canada, and you're listening to Quick Hits, short podcast about national security. Came across a, a fascinating couple of articles just uh, this morning. This is being recorded on November the 29th in a magazine that I subscribe to called Nautilus. It's all about science. And these are articles on misinformation, disinformation, uh, pseudoscience, et cetera, et cetera. And, and it's really interesting articles on how you can get people who believe in you know, fake theories on the internet, get them to reconsider their views, get away from the confirmation bias, have conversations with them to get them to look at real evidence versus stuff that's made up. You know, don't call them stupid, don't don't insult them, but try to have conversations with them so that they will be in a position to search out and embrace real information, real data, stuff that's been confirmed, stuff that has been verified by multiple sources. And you might wonder, why in heaven's name am I talking about this in a podcast on national security? Well, I came across another interesting piece uh, that came out a couple days ago, it came out from a Norwegian think tank, I think it is, called, just give me a second here, it is the um, right-wing terrorism and violence data set developed for the Center for Research on Extremism at the University of Oslo. I'm going to put a link to it in the notes to the podcast. But this is a, a paper written by Anders Ravid Jupskos, Jakob Oslan Ravndal, Charlotte Tanberg, and Madeleine Thorstensen. And it's entitled Five Myths of Far-Right Violence. And the subtitle is Improved Systematic Data on Severe Far-Right Violence in Western Europe Debunks Five Common Myths in the Field. This, of course, is in the context whereby, especially in the Western world, including here in Canada, there has been this panic of late that far-right extremism is on the rise, that is, it has usurped Islamist terrorism as a threat to global national security, and it is having impacts on organizations that are responsible for investigating threats to national security, such as my old place, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, or CSIS. And if you know anything about me, you know that I've been pushing back against this trend this interpretation of the threat landscape. And it turns out that uh, these Norwegians, I, I, I think really highly of Norwegians for all kinds of reasons, have looked at the actual data that's out there, real facts, okay, stuff that actually happened, and they drew five main conclusions. Number one, far-right violence is not, and I stress not on the rise, Secondly, lone actor terrorism is not the most common threat. Thirdly, perpetrators of fatal violence are not primarily young men. Fourthly, there are no common trends across countries. And fifthly, most, most plots are not mature. A lot to unpack in this. This is just a summary of the report. As I said, I'll put a link to it in the, in the notes. But I really want to focus on, on the, the first one which says, and I repeat, far-right violence is not on the rise. Now, the data set, which covers the period 1990 to 
2021, so more than three decades, showed that 2021, for example, did not see more right-wing terrorism and violence in Western Europe. Quote, in fact, despite unsettling events such as the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol in the United States, COVID-19-related lockdowns, anti-vaccine protests, 2021 was the third least violent year since 2015 when counting all attacks. It was amongst the three least violent years since 1990, counting fatal attacks only. And it was among the two least deadly years since 1990 in terms of fatalities. Last quote, these findings contradict common media reports portraying right-wing terrorism and violence as being on the rise. This, is, this should have upset a lot of people who have a vested interest in selling us the myth that it's all about the far right these days. And I would include my own government, the Trudeau government, in this category. We have been led to believe that a dog's breakfast of actors like the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and the Soldiers of Odin, who I think belong in a Marvel or DC film, or conspiracy theorists or QAnon or violent incels, yada, 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 all of which you know would fall under the very generic rubric of far-right terrorists, pose the greatest single threat to public safety and national security. The study says that's a myth. I've been saying for I don't know how long now that if you look at the facts about what's happening, not just in your own backyard, but globally, Islamist terrorism, Islamist terrorists, terrorist groups, terrorist wannabes, form still the lion's share of terrorists and terrorist attacks around the world. These are facts. And if you looked at my product, which I put out for a couple of months and I just got bored of putting it out, Global Terrorism This Week, I think in the whatever number of, of um, editions I put out, I think there are one or two right-wing attacks maximum versus hundreds of jihadi attacks around the world. To me, this is, this is worrisome for a couple of reasons. First of all, is that you know, the myth is being perpetrated despite any reliability on numbers. And the numbers are being skewed. So just to take a minor example, when people talk about violent incels, these are involuntary celibates. Listen to my conversations with Nama Cates uh, on this particular issue. They say, and I've seen, even seen Public Safety Canada put out a report that violent incels is an intelligence priority in Canada because of the rise in incel attacks. Well, it turns out most incel attacks are not incel attacks. And, and Nam and I talk about this. I'll put a link to our conversation in, in the notes as well. Alec Manassian, for example, he's the guy in 2018 in Toronto who drove a, a car down uh, Young Street, a very major uh, thoroughfare in Toronto, killing 11 people, claimed to be an incel. It was not an incel. He lied about it. Yet people still say Alec Manassian is an example of a violent incel, and his attack is one of the greatest attacks of terrorism in history. Uh, a, he wasn't an incel. B, his act was not terrorism. So your facts are wrong from the get-go. People that are, that are spouting this drivel are having an impact. You see in the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation website, on a regular basis, so-called national security experts talk about the far right. And they cite these pseudo-facts to support their, their theories, to support their contentions. So it is affecting public opinion. Secondly, is that it's having an effect on security services. Now, for the record, I have never stated that the far right does not constitute a threat. 
It certainly does. And in, in different countries, it, it constitutes different levels of threat, and it can't be ignored. The uh, deputy director of CSIS announced recently that, uh, you know, more about half of the resources in counterterrorism, one of the major investigative branches in CSIS, are devoted to the far right. I'm assuming the other half are still looking at jihadis. And, and that's okay. I mean, you want resources to look at threats that are evolving to make sure you're on top of them. But given that the jihadi threat hasn't diminished at all or very little over the past couple of years, is it the wisest choice to be reallocating precious resources, limited resources, not the finite resources from one task to another? I don't know. I don't have access to the intelligence. I can't answer that question. But when you start interfering with law enforcement and security intelligence by telling them, this is the number one threat. We want you to, to devote resources to it based on false data or complete lack of data. That never ends well. So I'm pleading with people, please stick to the facts. Don't exaggerate what's happening out there. Don't invent numbers. Don't spread false data like Manassian as an example of a far-right violent incel attack when it was nothing of the sort. Be honest to your craft. Work with verified numbers to form your theories. And when asked to comment to media, don't jump on the bandwagon that it's all about the far-right when in fact Islamist terrorists are still carrying out more than 99% of attacks around the world. Yes, we have to meet all threats to the best of our ability, but we have to let those threats, our response to those threats, be dictated by data, not by theories, not by pet opinions, not by people who have a book to sell or an academic career to support or a policy position to advance. Stick to the facts. At the end of the day, it's all about what the facts say and not what your own personal opinion is. Sorry, guys, that write op-ed pieces. It's all about facts. Anyhow, that's what I think. Love to hear your opinion on this. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter. I'm still on Twitter at Borealis Saves. You can find me also on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like this content, want to get more of it, subscribe free of charge to my website, borealisthreatenrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. You'll get access to all the podcasts, including the Longer Canadian Intelligence Aid podcast, which are interviews with people that also work in national security. You'll find a link there to my latest book, The Peaceable Kingdom, A History of Terrorism in Canada from Confederation of the Present, self-published. You can get a signed copy from me. Love to hear from you. Feedback on this, maybe ideas for other podcasts. We'll talk again soon. Until then, take care.